ഹായ് ഓൾ വെൽക്കം ടു ദിസ് എപ്പിസോഡ് ഓഫ് പ്രോഗ്രാമിംഗ് മൈൻഡ്ഫുള്ളി വേർ വി ഫോക്കസ് മെയിൻലി ഓൺ ദി അഷ്വർ പൈപ്പ് ലൈൻസ് അഷ്വർ ഡെവോപ്സ് പൈപ്പ് ലൈൻ ഇറ്റ്സ് എ ബിൽഡ് കമ്പോണൻറ്റ് ഇൻ അഷ്വർ ഡെവോപ്സ് ഫോർ ബിൽഡ് ആൻഡ് ഡിപ്ലോയ്മെൻറ്റ് പർപ്പസ് വിച്ച് ഈസ് യൂസ്ഡ് ബൈ സോഫ്റ്റ്വെയർ ടീംസ് സോ വെൻ വി ഡെവലപ്പ് എ സോഫ്റ്റ്വെയർ the expectations we have or the company have is to provide the software with top quality to the end user to achieve that we have to spend a lot of time as well as the software labor for achieving the that same purpose the organization wants the code to work efficiently as they expect and there is competition happening between different organization and each organization want to deliver their or code with most quality so in software we need a mechanism to test the code we want to make sure that the code is working as expected under all set situations we have to consider all the edge cases uh, we want to make sure that the code is working under all those edge cases in this way the quality is a prime concern in software development one of the best ways to achieve the quality is the introduction of staging environments so to understand about azure devops pipelines you need to be have an understanding about the different staging environments at least in its basic form then you can more efficiently understand about the azure devops and you can implement that in your projects so myself vishnu vijay i am working as a software developer i am from tiruvannadapuram and i have more than 14 years experience in it all the opinions that i share here are purely my personal and do not represent any of the employees view so with that uh, we can start uh, looking about the ashwar devops pipelines in the last two episodes we focused mainly on the other components of ashwar devops like the ashwar boards ashwar repo we saw how those components can help in software development so together with that the ashwar pipelines will help you to integrate your source code with the Uh, build and deployment pipeline so you can effectively introduce staging environments and you can check the quality of code and you can make sure that the code is working efficiently in the end user environment so for that we need to first understand about what is the staging and what are the different staging so staging is uh, simple to understand it's a place where you and your developer can preview your work that was done you can verify that everything is working correctly as expected then you can move that work to the next staging where the quality team will uh, review the work you done and make sure everything is as expected and then you can move that to a different staging environment particularly for your stakeholders to view in this way there are different staging environments you can introduce in your software development so the number of staging environments 
it varies upon the organization the process and the uh, structure of the team but uh, basically in a basic level there are will be three main stages like the development then the staging and the production so the development environment as the name suggests it is mostly used for your development purpose you develop your code you test your code locally in your machine and then you commit that code to the source control where it is deployed to the development environment so you and your teammates can review that work you done you can make sure that your code or the other developers code do not tamper the uh, working of the software and you can make sure that everything is working as expected so that's the purpose of development stage zones development and development stage review is done and you make sure that everything is working as perfectly as you expected then you can move that work done till then to the staging environment uh, the staging is also called a kind of pre production environment where the uh, quality team can test the code there they can review that everything is working as expected they can raise bugs in case if something fails and the development team can fix that as well then the code is finally moved to the production environment or what we call the live site so this is how an overview of staging so this understanding about the staging is helpful to understand pipelines because the more you understand about the staging environments properly the better you can utilize azure pipelines in the azure pipelines you can create as many stages as you want you can create as many deployment stages as you want so about the different stages which we explained just before as you know primarily there are three that is the dev staging and the production so ideally when a project start the team should be begin working on the development environment the development environment as the name suggests you know it will look and behave exactly how the production environment behaves exactly like the live site behaves but the this environment is only visible to your development team so the teams can create their code base they can change the code as they like or however you like until you feel that the product you are developing the software product you are developing is a good representation of what you are envisioned so in this stage the role of azure repos or the source control system is also critical because uh, once you develop something in the development environment you check that in the development environment and make sure everything is working fine in some cases if you want improvement you can do that to the code you can improvise your code so that it behaves expectedly but sometimes when we do the improvement we feel that we want to roll back to the earlier version so for that purpose the version control systems help a lot we discussed about one of the main uh, components of azure devops called the azure repos earlier in an episode so feel free to listen that episode as well so that is basically a component for your source control 
the source control sub uh, system in the azure devops called the azure repos is uh, supports the azure jit as well as the tfpc so your um, code base will be in that so through that source control system you can version your code base your teams can collaborate you can store the different versions of software and you can even restore the versions so by a combination of all these different components you can play and once your teams are satisfied you can move that code base to the quality team for further testing so these are some of the advantages that introduced by the staging environments then the next environment after the development which is called the staging environment is also critical this is basically uh, or commonly called as the qa environment and this qa environment is the most accurate representation of the live site so the companies the organization they in, they do the qa testing at this stage the, or in this environment so uh, along with that if your client or the stakeholder want to get a preview of early stage of your code development you can they can view that from the qa testing stage as well uh, so that ensures a better environment than the development environment your clients or the stakeholders can safely view and test the code from this qa stage Uh, without any fear of accidentally breaking the production environment they can even test with some of the customers which they have the, the clients have and make sure that everything is working as expected so once you and your team and the stakeholders are happy with the functionality of the software development in the staging environment um, then a decision will be taken whether to release that software to the actual environment which is called the live site or the production to uh, those of who new are new to this uh, software development so they may be a bit confused about the different staging environments so for them uh, it is um, better to think in terms of the demo items or samples in shops so if you go some of the shops you can see that they display the test demo products which the customer can uh, test as they like so in this case in software development that test demo products are like the qa environment so the customers can have a look at that and once they are satisfied they can uh, buy the actual products or they can move the code base to the production environment so the example which i explained is not an accurate representation of the software development but uh, that will give the newcomers a quick idea about how the staging works so next we need to understand some of the common scenarios in software development so we need to understand about how the software development happens and some of the scenarios that are uh, that are implied in the software development so that is critical for uh, defining a well defined pipeline and that is critical for understanding whether the azure pipeline is suitable for our purpose So naturally the developers like to work in a combination of different programming languages depending upon the requirements based on this the deployment target also varies considerably for example if you are a web developer 
ideally your code will be developed and deployed to a cloud server or some uh, server machine and then for the other platforms like the mobile for example the ios and uh, android the deployment targets are the rep- respective app stores for those platforms in the case of android you deploy to the play store as well as for ios you code and deploy that to the app store so the deployment targets varies a lot in some cases your deployment target can be a single machine such as in the case of a website where you deploy to a common server and from there the website is served but in another case for example in complex scenarios you may be deploying your code to multiple targets and that target can be either in a cloud or an on premise machine or a combination of both and your code uh, will be also in some version control system so um, there may be multiple version control system which your team uses so all of these scenarios are in place in software development and when we uh, when we select a, a component like the build and deployment pipeline for our purpose we need to be aware of all this and we need to make sure that the particular pipeline tool which we are using satisfies all these we need a tool which supports a deployment to multiple target we need a tool to deploy to multiple targets parallelly and as well as we want to deploy that to multiple locations like the app store or ios or even a web server so all of these different scenarios has to be keep in mind while selecting a pipeline so there are several uh, build system uh, build and deployment systems in market like the azure pipelines which we are going to discuss now as well as there are other like the gitlabs team city jenkins octopus so there are a lot of build and deployment system there in market basically all those build systems what they do is to connect you to your source code and then uh, they provide the um, uh, provide a template for creating different types of task which you want to build and then they provide a template to define the targets where you want to def- deploy your code base so all of these tools supports that and azure pipelines is uh, one of such tool and it is one of the main components of azure devops also which can be used for the build and deployment purpose so i hope you get a um, overview about the azure devops pipeline so the teams who wish to use the azure pipelines in their project they can use the azure pipelines as a standalone provided if they have a source control system and the deployment target which azure pipeline support luckily all the major source control system like the jit uh, is supported by azure pipelines as well as the all the multiple deployment target and the different target systems are also supported by azure pipeline so you can safely build and deploy your code base in azure pipelines 
uh, in this way the teams can use the standalone version or if you want to use the full integrated azure devops model uh, you can use that way as well in that case you will be using all the components of azure devops that means a standardized tool set called the azure devops for handling all the activities in software like the work tracking the source control system then the build and deployment pipeline testing and everything test plans and everything so all of these can be done uh, within the azure devops so you can either uh, use a full uh, full components full components of all the azure devops or what you can uh, focus is you can either just use the azure devops pipeline component uh, which can be connected to your source code repository and you can um, configure the build and deployment pipelines so the um the model which you want to select depends so if you want to just use the azure pipelines that is fine and if you want to take the full development model uh, basically that is used for uh, efficient tracking reporting and st standardization in some companies so you can go for the full model and the devops azure devops supports various flexible pricing plans as well so you can choose the devops components which you need and you have to pay only for what you use in the first model we talked about selecting the azure devops pipeline only only so that um, model you just need to pay the price of the azure devops pipeline only or the actual running minutes or in the case of pipelines you have to um, uh, pay the parallel processing cost and such so we will discuss all those factors in the upcoming episode so now just keep in mind that you need to only pay for what you use so how you can calculate those cost is azure provides an calculator called the azure calculator which you can use for calculating the uh, pricing of different components they provide a good interface to calculate the azure cost in terms of your money and then you can use that for your code so we talked a lot about the different staging environments and the different um uh, scenarios of software development so all of that are critical to understand about the azure devops we need to understand a bit more about two more components also uh, which is critical which is also critical in understanding the efficient pipeline which is called the uh, continuous integration and continuous deployment and it is commonly called ci slash cd so whenever you go to any of the um, pipelines products like the azure devops or gitlabs they define these terms there a lot like the continuous integration and continuous deployment so let's uh, look at the uh, continuous integration first so imagine if you are a developer and you develop your code and you test it locally and commit to the source control system which is JIT or Mercurial. Next you need some system to automatically build and deploy your code to the de development environment where you and your co-workers 
can make sure that the your code is working as expected so the other advantage that this help is if your uh, coworkers change a code you want to make sure that their changes are working perfectly with the changes you make so sometimes conflicts can happen if the multiple uh, developers are working on same line of code and they need to resolve the conflicts so after all this resolving and conflict solving your team and you want to ensure that everything is working fine as expected so there is comes the importance of a continuous integration and continuous development system so these terms you need to better understand so you can google and understand more about the continuous integration and continuous deployment so both of these are critical in understanding a proper deployment pipeline so the azure pipeline supports the best ci or continuous integration and cd or continuous deployment system which you can configure to listen automatically for the changes you made in source control and the azure devops can automatically trigger the build and it can automatically configure to deploy the build target to the configured environment so in this case uh, our code base will be deployed to the development environments Uh, so if it's a website which we are developing our team work on the code base and then commits to the source control system and the ca/cd integration tool the ca integration tool build that website and once that build is passed then that particular build output which is also called as artifact and that will be deployed to the server in the case of a web server for in case of an android developer or ios developer it will be a different target so the target different uh, varies according to the development strategy but uh, basically there will be a build and deployment system the another advantage that you can introduce in this uh, continuous integration Uh, or the build stage is the introduction of automation test so you can write the different automation test in your code so this automation help uh, to un- to make uh, it clear that your code is working as expected so automation test are basically a set of codes which uh, which check whether your software is working perfectly so once the build is completed and uh, then as part of the build it will check the different uh, code and th- those um, automated test will also run and it can help to catch bugs or issues early in the development cycle when you make a change and when you commit that change the build gets triggered and each time the build gets triggered these automated tests are automatically done without any manual intervention so they can raise bugs they can notify you bugs in email or in some other way and the teams can understand that every every change you are you made is working as expected so these are called the automation test and in addition to that you can also introduce a lot of static analyzing tools in the build stage which can help to identify whether your code is following the standards and everything um the proper alignment 
the respective naming conventions or uh, whichever software is uh, whichever team agrees upon you can define that as a set of static code analyzers and then you can integrate that in the ca system so in this way Uh, the teams can identify the bugs earlier in the development cycle and they can fix the issues and then they can do a recommit and they can immediately uh, view the fix they deployed to the development environment so they <clears throat> the continuous integration constantly checks the code base for any change happen and depending upon the automatic trigger is enabled or not it will uh, build the artifacts the next the continuous deployment system is also similar like the continuous integration um, they are also um, constantly viewing whether any build new build has happened and based on that that particular build is deployed to the target so these two work in parallel um, and uh, can help um to build and deploy your code so the continuous integration can also uh, help to uh, introduce the automation test and you can also make your build much faster by splitting the build and test in different runs so in the pipelines uh, you can configure different steps so the each of the step defines part build steps that particular com- particular code uh, particular area has to be done and so you can define in the build step that on the build should happen here and the test should happen in a separate job so each of those can run in parallel without wasting much time and has to wait for another uh, wait for on to pass the continuous in, uh, deployment uh, takes the build from the continuous integration and it helps to deploy to the target which you want to uh, give so it can help to ensure that your deployment target which you specifies has the latest successful build code so hope you got an idea about the azure devops pipelines uh, not we not much covered about the azure pipelines in this episode but um we are preparing for it and you are you hopefully you got an understanding about the staging the continuous integration and continuous development process and we will uh, go more detail into azure devops pipeline soon in the coming episodes you need to understand a bit more about some of the key concept in azure devops as well Uh, one of the key concept in azure devops pipeline is the concept of, concept of staging which we already discussed that is uh, you can define the pipelines and a pipeline is made up of multiple stages like the dev staging production etc uh, you can configure your build ons and you can deploy to multiple stages so your different stages like the dev staging or production can have multiple jobs which can include different steps uh, you can uh, to understand about the step it is basically just a task or a script and it is the smallest building block of the pipeline so in the case of dotnet application if you are developing a dotnet core application just for this example a simple hello world website so um 
in that case what you need to do is you have to build the uh, build the source code first so as part of the source code build you may need to um, resolve various dependencies you may have to restore the nuket you may have to run some automation tests so each of these things are called the different task and these are called the some of the step these are also called as the step in uh, azure pipeline so this pipelines is comprised of a series of steps if you open any pipelines in azure any configured pipelines in azure pipelines you can see view a set of different steps there and each step has a particular purpose and it's called the smallest building block of pipeline so some of the examples which you can think easily is like the nuket restore or nuket publish then the concept of trigger we covered already about the trigger uh, while discussing about continuous integration so immediately when a change is happened in a particular repository or a particular branch you can configure the trigger and you can automatically run the continuous integration or continuous deployment uh, based on that change so the trigger is helpful for the automation of continuous integration and deployment so whenever a change happen it will automatically start a trigger and do the rest of the things so when the code gets changed it if the trigger is configured continuous integration trigger is configured it immediately starts the continuous integration build then once the build is completed then the next trigger that's the continuous deployment trigger is configured then that will also uh, start the ini initiation of the uh, continuous deployment pro process so this in this way the developer don't need to manually start a, a continuous integration and continuous deployment after each of the step they can feel free to uh, relax and they can on commit the source code can wait for a bit at time which may be uh, a few more minutes uh, depending upon the code base and then uh, your code will be automatically deployed to the wherever you want then the concept of artifact so in when you look into the azure devops pipeline documentation and everything you can see a lot of words like the artifacts so basically it's simple to understand it's the output produced by the build uh, and that package that artifact will is a collection of files or packages and um, you can um, once a build is completed in azure devops you can click on that particular build and you can drill down and you can uh, view the artifact which is produced by the particular build so you can it's uh, the artifact will be in a particular uh, kind of a zip file you can i think most of the uh, artifacts can be opened with a um, with a with the winrar or something software like that you can change the extension and open like that so the artifact is the output produced and the concept of agents so this is a bit more to explain so uh, when you configure a build or a deployment pipeline you configure that steps in azure pipelines and the azure pipelines interface provides the uh, templates and the uh, and the forms for defining those steps so you are done but the actual build and 
deployment process or the that processing is actually happening in a separate system so that is called the agent so that agent is responsible for running the pipeline steps so earlier we talked about the different pipeline steps and each pipeline is comprised of different steps according to the requirements of the uh, developer the agent is responsible for running the actual pipeline steps which you configured so it can be considered as simply an installable software with a set of predefined configuration um to understand it easily you can imagine it simply as a machine or a vm but uh, you have to keep in mind that you can install multiple agents in a vm so it's not just a single sole system but you can it's ki- kind of a small part of a s- system where um, where the agent is responsible for uh, running the pipeline so what the assured devops do is they pass the once the build trigger is happened they pass the pipeline task to those agents and you need to configure the agents as well and those agents are responsible for building and passing the final output back to devops so so for building your code or deployment in assured devops you need at least one agent so if you are an organization with multiple projects you may need multiple agents to handle simultaneous build and this is because uh, the azure devops provides some free parallel pipelines and some free agents but in case of organization multiple teams are working at the same time and they may trigger multiple builds so in that case when uh, when multiple teams are working multiple agent machines are required to handle the build and deployment process because uh, if a, if a single agent is doing all those tasks then the uh, one team is triggering a build and that build is ha- is considered by that particular agent and then the other teams should wait for this particular build and deployment to finish and then only their Uh, request for uh, build and deployment will be considered so to avoid that we can uh, we can introduce the parallel processing in azure devops where you can buy multiple extra agents or you can configure extra agents as you like and um, it will have a cost as well but uh, you can configure as many parallel jobs agents as you want and then you can run the different builds in parallel so that will help the all the teams without waiting uh, another team to finish so regarding this uh, agents there are two types of agents in azure devops uh, one is called the microsoft hosted agent and another one is called the self hosted agent so i think from the name itself you get an overview about what all those two uh, agents do uh, the microsoft uh, hosted agent is a convenient option uh, that is provided that is a ready made agent provided by microsoft uh, the advantage is that microsoft will take care of the maintenance and upgrades and they will install all the required software for the those agents and you don't need to uh, bother about installing all those thing so each time when you run a pipeline you get a fresh uh, virtual machine or that agent 
which is called the Microsoft Hosted Agent. And once that particular uh, pipeline is completed, that virtual machine is discarded. So the Microsoft agents can run the jobs directly on the VM or in the container. The other set of agents type of agent is called a self-hosted agent. So in the self-hosted agent, instead of uh, using a ready-made component from Microsoft, a ready-made agent from Microsoft, you define your own agent. Basically, that will be a VM or a virtual machine. You define your uh, agents as you want. You can define multiple agents in one VM as well depending upon the capacity of that machine, capacity as well as the processing power of that machine. Uh, this is this self-hosted agent is suitable if you want a more customized requirements and it gives you more control to install dependent software uh, needed for your specific build and deployment. Um, the uh, so this is a decision you have to made at the initial stage whether you want to choose the Microsoft hosted or uh, the pipeline. So if you are ho hosting your self-hosted pipeline, you need to maintain and you need to maintain the that particular VM and its price and you have to pay for that price uh, as well as uh, you have to periodically maintain that as well but it gives you the flexibility of uh, a customized record build system and deployment system so for some projects that is required uh, you can also look into the Microsoft hosted agents whether that is suitable for in the case of .NET almost all the required components for Microsoft is there installed in the Microsoft hosted agent so you can have a look at those and whether those particular agents are suitable for your build and deployment purpose then that can be considered so the microsoft hosted agent has a charge as well but the advantage is that you don't have to bother about the maintenance of that particular then the agents can be installed on multiple machines like the multiple type of machines like the linux mac or the windows machine uh, you can also install the agent on a docker container as well so all those requirements or for those agents you can refer that in the azure documentation azure devops documentation so the agent you install on those uh, particular vm in the case of self-hosted agent so you can install that as many agent as you want just like him just like you install a software you can easily install the agent so the um, in Azure DevOps how you are doing you are configuring an agent is use by using a set of predefined scripts which you can get from the Azure DevOps documentation so you copy that script and you run it on the target machine and you have to provide some parameters there you have to provide some inputs there and once everything is fine your particular machine will be configured as an agent and then connection is established between your uh, agent and Azure DevOps 
so whenever a new uh, pipeline is configured uh, you can configure that in the azure devops and when in the agent selection screen you can view all the agents whether that is a microsoft hosted agent or a self hosted agent so those two will be displayed in separate sections and you get a clear view of what all are the azure devops uh, microsoft hosted pipelines and what all are the uh, self hosted pipelines based on the pipeline steps you configured the devops will automatically validate your requirement with the particular uh, agent and those agents will be displayed at the time of build and trigger so you can define a default agent as well or you can define a set of agents and those will be picked automatically by the azure devops at the time of build and deploy pipelines then the then there is a concept called the parallel job so you can use parallel jobs in azure pipelines to run multiple jobs at the same time so microsoft already provide a free tier of uh, parallel jobs by default for every organization uh, which i think may be on parallel job so depending upon the number of concurrent pipelines your team might need to run or your team need more parallel jobs to use multiple hosted or self hosted agent at the same time so you, in the case of microsoft hosted agent uh, you can pay a particular price for parallel jobs and they they give you an extra number of microsoft hosted agents and the same with the case of this uh, self hosted agents as well in the case of self hosted agent you should configure and maintain all the self hosted agent you have to maintain all the pricing for that self hosted agent but if you want to run that self hosted agent also parallelly you just need to pay that parallel cost only to the uh azure pipelines so that will be charged and you can uh, you can calculate all that in the azure um, devops calculator as well so when you configure a agent so each agent uh, that's the self hosted agent has a set of capabilities that indicate what it can do so these capabilities are a kind of a name value pages that are either automatically discovered by the agent software so that is called the capability of the particular agent so that capability parameters are utilized by azure devops while you configure a pipeline and it displays the it displays the correct agents as per the requirement So I hope you get a good overview about the Azure DevOps pipeline. Next, we dive more into the Azure DevOps pipeline in the next chapters, next episodes. So feel free to ping the podcast at programmingmindfully at outlook dot com. Myself Vishnu. I am from Tiruvannathapuram, and all opinions that I expressed here are purely my personal. Uh, so uh, this uh, podcast will be available on all 
major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, TuneIn. So feel free to listen and share your comments as well. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.